This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. Last week in our shiur, we mentioned that on Shabbos morning, when you make Kiddush, so there was a problem of which psukim to say beforehand because of the issue of kol psukah de la paski Today we will continue with issues of Kiddush and other areas involving Kavit Shabbos. The issue that we raised of Shabbos morning saying a half a pasuk before Kiddush seems to me quite problematic with the Kiddush of Friday night as well. Many people begin Kiddush Friday night by saying Yom HaShishi, Vayichulu HaShemayim. Now it's obvious that the Pasuk begins Vayichulu HaShemayim Vayichulu The words Yom HaShishi are the last two words of the previous Pasuk. And obviously then the issue is raised. Why do we say it? And how can we say it? How are we allowed to say it? Because of the concept of As far as the reason why people want to say Yamashishi, it seems to be that the beginning of the words make up the name and people want to use that as the beginning of the Kiddush. Many Svarim, in the introduction to many Svarim, they do write words uh, which begin with those letters to begin the letter with Yudke Vavke. I think my father did that in the introduction to his Sefer Tzir Menatorah. So I understand the reason for saying Yamashishi, but what about the halachic issue of saying Yamashishi? To the best of my knowledge, the first one that really raised this issue was in, in Tshuva. In a Tshuva was the Chassam Sofer. In Chassam Sofer, Chelek uh, Arachayim, Tshuva Yud, he explained the reason for saying Yamashishi, but he raised the issue. What about the idea of Kop Sukitilapaski Moshe Nanapaskina? And he said that really. I understand why people want to start with Yom HaShishi. Because as we said, Yudke Vavke. But Yom HaShishi has no meaning at all. Yom HaShishi Vayichulu HaShamayim just doesn't make sense. So therefore, many people say Vayi'erev Vayivoker Yom HaShishi. But you should really begin from the beginning of the Pasuk. So the Chassam Sofer says, when we look, read the beginning of the Pasuk, it's not fitting, it's not appropriate to say those words Friday night. Because Chazal explained, Tov Ma'od is referring to death. And I don't want to mention death, or even hint at death, in the beginning of Kiddush Friday night. Since there's no choice, then we break up the Pasuk and we start really from But what about the issue of Psukit Lapaskimosha. So the Chassam Safar quoted 
what he saw in the Sefer that the people had written to who had written to him that when there's an asnachta or a zakef katan, in other words, where there's a break automatically of the pasuk, you're allowed to do it. That's not considered psukila paskemoshe. You don't have to say the entire pasuk. You have to say the entire pasuk unless that pasuk itself is broken up. A pasuk is broken up. That's okay. You're allowed to do it. And the asnachta breaks a pasuk. So before the words vayere vayivoke, there's an asnachta. Vayare kimet karshasavin devod asnachta. And therefore you're allowed to begin vayere vayivoke mashishi. Last week he mentioned that Reb Ruven Magolios in his Sefer Nefesh Chaya explained it a little differently. And he said that the Iser of Pesukah Lepaske Moshe is only when you begin a Pasuk and don't end it. But if you begin from the middle of a Pasuk, then it would be okay as well. And that would explain this custom as well. I think that Rav Salavechik's custom was to say the entire Pasuk, notwithstanding the explanation of the Chassam Sofer that people did not want to say Vayalukimit Kalashasa, I think the Rav felt it because of the issue of Psukhat Lapaski Moshe, and he apparently did not accept the explanation of the Chassam Sofer without a Reb Ruven Magalios, he said it's best to say the entire Pasuk. As I mentioned last week, Professor Sperber in his volume, Minhage Yisrael Chelik Beis, has a discussion of this issue, and he cites the Otzer Atfilos, who said that apparently that was the custom. They did say the entire Pasuk originally. And in fact, he cited the Zmiras of Shabbos. Friday night you say, as one of the Zmiras, you say the words, Torim Yerashu, Vaykadashua B'mamar Kalasharasa. The words Kalasharasa were employed in the Kiddush. Now, the way most people get it, say Kiddush, you don't mention the words Kalasharasa. But if you say the entire Pasuk, which is the custom that is quoted here by the Otsarat Filos, and the custom that I think was the Minik of Rav Salavechik, then you would say this Pasuk, Vayalukimes Maod, and therefore these Miras do fit in with this Pasuk. This issue of saying uh, an entire Pasuk and not just saying half a Pasuk has been raised in many, many other places as well. For example, when you go Hagba and people say, So in the, the Torah, it's true that of course there's a Pasuk, but there's no Pasuk, the entire Pasuk is Al-Piyashem Yachanu, Al-Piyashem Yiso, as Nishmeras Hashem Shamaru, Al-Piyashem Biyad Moshe. So again, you would have the issue, how do you say you have a Pasuk? The, again, according to Reb Ruven Magalias, and perhaps according to the explanation of the Chassam Sofer, we would say this is okay. Either the Pasuk was already broken, or you're not beginning the Pasuk from the beginning, you're beginning the Pasuk in the middle, and that's perfectly permissible. It seems to me that I recall that Rav Salavechik used to say that you should either just say the Pasuk, and stop there, or if you really wish to say the whole thing, you should say the entire Pasuk, as I said, this issue will come up in other areas as well.
Another issue involving Kiddush is the idea of drinking from the wine at Kiddush. In Halichas Hagrach, the customs of Reb Chaim, it mentions there an interesting story. Kiddush on night on Shabbos, so the Reb Velvel, the son of Reb Chaim, did not necessarily care that if the people who were there, who were Yotze with Kiddush, did not drink the wine. But on Shabbos morning, which is only Kiddush Rabbanan, there he was meticulous and careful that everybody should drink wine. And he really said it might be that if they don't drink wine, they did not fill, fulfill their chiyuf. Now, from my custom, from actually from perhaps my empiric uh, understanding of what I generally see, is Friday night, in almost every house, they pass out wine and people drink, everybody drinks the wine. On Shabbos morning, especially when you make Kiddush in a shul, you, it seems to be that one person makes Kiddush, he drinks the wine, and most people don't drink the wine at all. They go straight to the kugel, they go straight to the cake or the chant, whatever it is, but it seems to me that most people do not drink the wine. This seems to be the opposite of what Reb Bevel felt. Reb Bevel thought that at night, it's not that important that people drink the wine, whereas Shabbos morning, he felt it wasn't important. In the Sefer, Halich HaSagrach, they continue that Reb Bevel explained it to his father, Reb Chaim, and said that Friday night, the essence of Kiddush is to make Kiddush. And therefore the wine was a dindarabanan, included that the Kiddush should be said over wine. But Shabbos morning, there is no bracha really called Kiddush. The, the name Kiddush is actually in a type of a euphemism. It's not really Kiddush at all. The idea is to make a baripriyagefer and to make a bracha, which is inherently a birchas hananin. So therefore, the idea is to have wine Shabbos morning. You can't say that you fulfill the Kiddush according to this line of reasoning without drinking the wine. The whole idea is to have wine at the meal on Shabbos morning. Reb Chaim, according to the version that's quoted here in Ali Chasagrach, said the Svar was not that strong to accept what Reb Velvel said. But they noticed from then on, Reb Chaim was very meticulous also to make sure that people drank from Kiddush Shabbos morning. There were a number of examples that they've quoted in these books about Reb Velvel and Reb Chaim that Reb Velvel said things to his father that his father didn't seem to accept, but nevertheless, Reb Velvel saw that he took him very seriously. He just didn't want to say to him how seriously he agreed with this particular svarah. Logically, what Reb Velvel said seems to make a lot of sense. The idea of Kiddush on Shabbos morning is certainly for the purpose of having wine by Kiddush, this would fit in with another concept. Should we really have wine for all the three meals? Now, in the book of Professor Sperber, 
again, uh, in the first volume, he has a whole discussion about this in Perek Chet, about the concept of Kiddush B'makam Suda. For those people that are more interested in this, in the volume 8, he has an index where he refers to all kinds of uh, additions and references to this particular issue. But let's begin with the source that seems to be the main source for this concept. The Rambam says, in Hilchah Shabbos, Tzarich likbua kol su'udam mishloshtam alayayin v'levtzoa shteikikros. The Rambam says that all three meals of Shabbos, including, including lechem su'udash lishit, you have to have lechem mishneh, and you have to have wine. Now, many people think that you can interpret this Rambam in one of two ways. Is there any distinction between the Kiddush in the morning that's called Kiddush Rabbah and the Kiddush that's made, that the Rambam seems to say you should drink wine at Sudash Lishit? Is there any difference between them? Because you see, in the words of the Rambam, it says in Perik Chavtas of Hilcha Shabbos, Mitzvah levarech aleyayin biyom Shabbos, kodem shiyisod saudashniya. That, I, what we do, that there's a mitzvah to drink wine, to make a bracha b'biagefen, before you begin the suda, which is what we do. We make Kiddush before the meal. Whereas the Ram did not say, by sudash lishit, you have to make Kiddush before shiyisod. He just said that there's a kviya suda alayayin. So it very well could be that even according to the Rambam, it's not the formal ceremony that we have before lunch on Shabbos that we make Kiddush first. But we have uh, Kiddush before Shabbos, the Sudashniya, and the Sudashlishis included in the Sudashlishis, we should drink wine. But the idea would be, it seems, that the Rambam would think since Shabbos is a festification, and part of festivity is to drink wine at meals, and therefore, it would be appropriate to have Kiddush. Well, I said actually it's not Kiddush, but to have wine at all three meals. And therefore, both the second and third meal, the basic idea should be to have wine at the meal. And therefore, if a person doesn't drink at Sudashniya, it would seem very logical that what Revelville said should be the correct opinion. By Sudash Lishit, well, it's only the opinion of the Rambam. I, actually, Professor Shperbaz brings other uh, sources for it, but I think the general custom is that although there was such a custom and the Rambam did endorse such an idea, it seems to me that most people do not follow the custom of the Rambam, do not have wine by Sudash Lishit. But nevertheless, the idea of having wine at the Sudash Niyah fits in very much with the idea of the um, of of Revelvo. What is interesting in the um Maserav, it mentioned that in Friday night he would make Kiddush and he would drink the entire coast, except for a little bit that he would give to his wife. Now of course in this case it says that he gave some of the wine to his wife. It doesn't mention if other people were present or not. So it's really hard to know just in the Masa what he thought. The, what the people saw is that he 
drank most of the wine by himself, but made sure that his wife, he did give some of the wife to, the wine to his wife, but it's really hard to derive from here the custom of the Vilna Gaon about this. What's a famous point in connection with this is, again, mentioned in this Halicha Sagrach in the next, uh, in very shortly after this point. You see, in general, this book is arranged in order of Shabbos, or in order of the uh, events of the of the of uh, the day. First begins with the laws of tzitzis and tefillin, and then we all of a sudden we talk about they get into the areas of Shabbos, and then in the middle of discussing kiddush on Shabbos, he mentioned another well-known custom of Reb Chaim, and that custom was a report that Reb Chaim would drink from the wine of Kiddush, uh, the wine of uh, a wedding. When Reb, when he was Masadeh Kedushin, so he had a habit, a custom of himself drinking the wine. There's a well-known sefer called Afik Hayam, so who raised this issue, Said, how could it be that the person who makes the who what we call today is the Masada Kedushin in English they say performed the wedding makes a berpia geffen but doesn't drink it off from the wine? How could it be that he doesn't drink from the wine? And he said he never understood how you could do it, and he spoke to Reb Simchazelik. Now Reb Simchazelik was the Av Bezdin of Risk, Reb Simchazelik Rieger, who told him that Reb Chaim told him that the custom was he would always leave some wine over in the little um, tas, the uh, stand of the becher, and he used to drink it. And and he said, he made a Berber Gaff, and he would drink it, drink it. The custom of Reb Chaim that was quoted by Yafikiyam was that he always used to spill a little bit of the wine on his hand and after he made the bracha he would drink or sip off what he had in the wine that was on his hand and people didn't see that he had drunk. He didn't make a you know a whole issue of, about it. But interestingly enough the Sefer, Ali Chazagrach, quotes a Sefer of Reb Zalman Tzaratzkin, who wrote in his Sefer of Maznaim Lemishpat, that he asked Reb Velvel, and he says, I never heard of this. I never saw my father do this. So in the yeshiva world, it's known today that this is the custom of, of Reb Chaim, that you should drink from the Kosol Bracha because you made a Bar Geffen at a wedding. But what's interesting to note is that Reb Velvel said he didn't know anything about it. I find it a little strange when the Afikiyam has such a clear testimony from Reb Simchazelig, and he said that's what Reb Chaim did. But nevertheless, Reb Velvel, the, the son of uh, Reb Chaim, sort of denied that this really happened. Another custom of uh, Kiddush that I'd like to discuss is the concept of Kiddush b'makam suda, both at night and the daytime. Now, 
the concept of Kiddush B'makam Suda is learned in the Gemara. The, uh, to make it brief, the uh, Gemara says that V'karasal HaShabbos Onek, when V'karasal HaShabbos, when you call Shabbos, when you're Mekadeh Shabbos, there you should have the Onek. You should have a din of Suda Shabbos. Even though this doesn't apply at first glance to Kiddush in the daytime, because you're not Mekadish, it's not the Karasa. Nevertheless, the halacha is, there is a concept of Kiddush B'makam Suda in the morning as well. Now, there's a whole simon in the Shulchan Aruch, simon Reishayin Gimel, to discuss what's considered Kiddush B'makam Suda. Is it enough to drink wine, to eat cake, perhaps even eating fruit, or do you really have to wash and eat your meal, and is that considered Kiddush B'makam Suda? In the Maise Rav of the Vilna it said, Sif Kufchav Beis, Af B'Kiddush Hayom, Eino Mekadesh Ela B'makam Suda, B'makam Suda Gemura, the custom of the Gra himself was that he would not make Kiddush, even Kiddush in the daytime, unless he act, actually ate his meal. And what we would call going to shul, going to a friend's house to hear Kiddush, to make a Kiddush, where your people ate, kugel, chomped, whatever they ate, cake, whatever, the Vilna Gaon did not partake in such a, a Kiddush. He only had a Kiddush if he had an entire meal. The Sources for this, um, of what you have to eat, I said I mentioned the Shulchan Aruch. Now, this of course is referring to Kiddush basically both at night and the daytime. As I said, Kiddush B'makam Suda. One year, the Yeshiva Haritzion, Yeshiva of Gush, had a suggestion about the night of Simchas Torah. Hakafis lasted a long time, and some of the people actually were hungry, some people didn't want to stay for the entire length of the Hakafas, because they felt it was too late, they wanted to go home. So there was a question raised, if I remember correctly, when in the discussion among the Ramim, perhaps we could institute a break in Kiddush a break for Kiddush, the night of Simchas Torah, the night of Shemini Yatzeres, just the same way, people have a Kiddush every Shabbos morning. Now, in my experience, people go to Kiddush all the time Shabbos morning. But what about, and and they don't wash, they have a Kiddush, and unlike what it said in the Maiserav, most people go to Kiddush and have whatever they have, they drink uh, some wine, they eat some cake, etc., so why can't we do the same thing Friday at, uh, at night of Simchas Torah? The same question would be raised every Friday night. So I looked for this in a halachic discussion because I vaguely remember what Rav, I think I heard from Rav Lechenstein and I looked afterwards to see if I could find this in Poskim. Rav Lechenstein said 
that there's a distinction between Kiddush, B'makam Suda, Bailailu, Bayam. Well, Bayam, we do rely on the opinion of the people that you can go to a Kiddush and have uh, whatever, just wine, etc., or just, um, when I say wine, I mean, to, to, I'm talking about drinking a Revius of wine, perhaps more than a Revius, but at least to drink a Revius, or to eat cake, etc. And the day, at night time, I want to discuss, can you really do the same thing? So, interestingly enough, I found in Ravavadi Yosef's Yalkut Yosef, the Yalkut Yosef actually was written by his son, Rav Yitzhak Yosef, based on the Psakim of his father, Rav Avad Yosef, who mentions that all these issues of uh, eating cake and being Yotze, Kiddush Makam Suda, or drinking wine, being Kiddush Makam Suda, and even eating fruit, being Kiddush Makam Suda, we should distinguish between the night and the daytime. He says in the night you can be makil, you can be you have to be machmir, because the kiddush at night is the araisa. The din of kiddush makam suda seems to be more stringent there, but kiddush in the daytime where kiddush is only a, a minig derabanan, so or mitzvah derabanan if you wish, so therefore you can be makil. But then he added one more point. You see, we also can rely on another opinion for Shabbos in the morning. Shabbos in the morning, when you make Kiddush in Shul or wherever, going to a friend's house, you have another reason to be Mekil and consider Kiddush Makam Suda not an issue because there is an opinion of Rishonim. And of course, Ravad Yosef quotes a number of opinions. Uh, the Ravid is well known in Perik Chavtes of Hilcho Shabbos Halacha Yud, but as well he added the Maram Chalawa, the Balamar, the Tshuva Sarajba, and it seems to be the opinion of the Meiri and the Ran as well, that Shabbos morning you're allowed to eat before Kiddush. Generally, before you do a mitzvah, you're not allowed to eat. Before you make Kiddush Friday night, of course you're not allowed to eat. But since Kiddush and Shabbos in the morning is not really Kiddush, it's only a din of Kviyasud Alayayin, as we just explained. Therefore, the Ravid says clearly a person is allowed to eat before davening. Before, I'm sorry, before Kiddush. Certainly not before davening, but before Kiddush, a person is allowed to eat. So therefore, in the morning, when you, the issue comes up, can you go to a Kiddush and not eat a meal, but just eat either, as I said before, drink a revius of wine, or have cake, or even eat just payros. You you have a double reason to be making. You have on one hand, perhaps you weren't Yodzei Kiddush, but you're allowed to be, you're allowed to eat before Kiddush, according to the Raifid. And even if the Allah is not like the Raifid, so then you could say that there are poskim that think this is considered Kiddush B'makam Suda. Therefore, there's a sveik sveik or lakula. There are two opinions that would be makel, either this or that. And therefore you would be allowed to go to a kiddush 
and rely on the Sveik Sveika. But of course, this Sveik Sveika would not apply the night of Shabbos. The night of Shabbos is only one Sveik. Are you Yotze Kiddush with this uh, cake or whatever you're going to eat? And therefore, it would be a problem that we should avoid Friday uh, Kiddush at night. We could rely on this Kiddush in the morning. So I did find the discussion in Rav Avad Yosef, and it seems to me that's what Rav Lechlin said. There seems to be another ramification of what I just said. According to this, when you make go to a shul and make Kiddush, so it's perfectly legitimate to do this because you have a Sveik Sveik Alakula. However, when you come home and you eat the meal, according to some Rishonim, you were not Yotze Kiddush before. You were only allowed to eat because it's as if you ate before before the meal. So therefore, it seemed to be better to make Kiddush when you have your real meal, when you have your real meal with with Mishnah, uh, with bread. So therefore, it seemed to be that you should make Kiddush another time. Someone once told me, uh, as a Lashon of Leitzanus, he said to me that uh, he likes to go to Kiddushim on Shabbos. How many Kiddushim? He said, until he hits the seventh one, he doesn't really think it's, you know, it has been sufficient. He said, because we say, call Mekadeh Shavi, it's better to make Kiddush seven times. Well, of course, that's not uh, the idea, really. But the question is, on Shabbos morning, is it legitimate to eat, have Kiddush in this, to eat the meal without Kiddush? Or to have the kiddush before, the, without the meal, before your regular meal. The last uh, point that I'd like to make today is: Are you allowed to make kiddush on a disposable cup? Some people have raised the issue that it's not proper to have a disposable cup because either it's not appropriate for Shabbos. Or, it's not considered a clear at all. Rabbi Vav Yosef says very clearly, It's certainly permitted to use a disposable cup for Kiddush. And if you have another cup, perhaps it's better to use a nicer cup because of the content of Zakeli Van Veyu. But certainly permitted. He has a footnote where he quotes Achronim, uh, Rav Moshe, and others who discuss this question, but Rav Avad Yosei Paskin, that's certainly mutter. I just want to mention it in this, con- in this context that a friend of mine told me once that Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, who, who moved to Muncie, was always a little reluctant to discuss all the chumras that people suggested to him. And someone came to him once and said, can you make Kiddush on a disposable cup? So his answer was, it depends. So the people who asked the question got all excited. They thought it might depend upon the strength of this particular cup, how many layers of, of is it made out of, or what does it look like? And the answer of Rabbi Yaakov, uh, to be more specific, what does it depend on? And Rabbi Yaakov said, it depends. If there's wine inside, it's all right. But if it's just a paper cup with nothing inside, you can't make Kiddush.